welcome to Status Random. This is episode 18, and this is called The Undependa or Not the Dependa. Anyways, I have a special guest with me today, and she's been on here before, and we're going to talk about uh, like military life and what it has been for us, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Introduce yourself again. Hey guys, I'm Stephanie. I'm excited to be here. This is a topic of mine for sure that I love to chime in on. So I'm excited to see where this goes today. The thing I want to talk about is how long have you been married? 15 years. Okay, 15 years to a military person. Okay. And I've been married for 10 years going on. Okay. No, we've been together for over 11, married for 10. What is a positive thing that you can say about being a spouse? of a military, active duty military. The opportunities that present themselves. I mean, we live in the UK, so mm-hmm. um, we haven't had, you know, this grand adventure where we've been overseas. He's been in, he actually hit his 15 year mark on the first of this month. Wow. So in his career, we haven't been to very elaborate places such as this the entire time. Uh, however, the places that we have been are places that we probably never would have chosen ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's fun to get into those places and explore and figure out what that state has to offer or what this country has to offer. And so I like the moving aspect of it as far as that goes. I think a lot of people, because back home, a lot of people can tell you I've never left the United States, let alone never left Florida. Right. And I can say, oh, I've lived in three countries, so many states, and the fact that we get to do it by having the government pay for us to go and experience those things with our children as well is mind-blowing to me. I mean, there are sacrifices you have to make by, you know, being told where you're going to go and not somewhere that you may have had on your list that you wanted to go, and your children may not want to leave their friends and and start over, but at the end of the day, the experience is going to mold you to be who you are as a person, because this is all I've known. My dad was in for 30 years. You know, he retired as a chief. I knew nothing other than I even worked for the military, you know. So I think that's molded me for who I am today and how I'm one of those people that when my husband does leave, it's almost like, no offense, honey, it's almost like a mini vacation. Right. Because you get this break. And most people who are married don't get those breaks. You know what I mean? Like you're constantly with those people. So those breaks are needed, and I think that if you are a strong person, your marriage to a military person will survive. You have to remember that you're not only the husband and the wife or the wife and the husband um, when your spouse is gone. Totally you, agree with that. You wear a bunch of different jobs, you know what I mean? You, It's not just being a stay-at-home mom. Even if you work, you have to come home and be the mom and the dad or vice versa. You're constantly on. Yeah. Always on. And you never know when you're going to get that call and say, hey, you got to leave, you know, right. to your to your spouse. And you're like, well, okay, how do I break this down to the kids? So I guess that can make it into like of a negative aspect as well. But being over in a different country, I mean, it's the best. Taking in all these experiences that not many people can say they've ever even dreamed of. Well, my husband and I talk about all the time the traveling, you know, like later in life, once he retires, um, you know, we can come back to Europe and travel to these other countries that we might not get in the three-year mm-hmm. span that we're here. But 
you're never going to travel anywhere most of the time, more than a week or so at a time. And so you're not really getting the full experience. Whereas here, living in England, mm-hmm. we can actually experience the day-to-day and really be involved in that. And it's really quite cool that you mm-hmm. know our kids get to exactly. appreciate that as well. For our kids to now, my daughter calls the bath and the loo and, you know, stuff like that and a jacket potato for a baked potato. And they know all these things. Like they don't even say the word chips anymore. It's crisp. So for them to experience those things, um, I think it molds them as a better person later on because they can say, Hey, I've lived in, and my oldest has lived in now three different countries, United States, Germany, and England or the UK. So I think for her, she's going to have like a a, open-minded, she's cultured. That's a good way to put it. And I was the same way as a kid. I mean, I remember going to Germany to visit my dad and, and all these things. So the next topic I was thinking of was how is it hard when you're doing everything yourself and how do you make it to where your kids don't think that the other person is not there, if that makes any sense. So like when my husband comes home, he immediately eats dinner with us and then does schoolwork. My husband's not only active duty military, he's also in school, and he also, um, you know, needs to have somewhat of a life. So if he can, once a month, go out with friends, that's acceptable. Um, But my kids only see it as he goes to work, he eats dinner with us, and then he puts himself in his office to do homework. And then he goes to bed, and then he wakes up and sees him again. So how is it a way that your husband maybe makes it a little bit better for your kids to know that this is, you know, it's a temporary thing. It's not forever. So I think it's kind of a tag team for us as far as like shining the light on my husband because I too am a stay-at-home mom. So I don't have that financial aspect coming in. I won't say support because <laughs> I do a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm not contributing in a, in a financial sense. And so for us, Our children say a lot of the same things. I mean, we have four kids ranging from 13 all the way down to seven. And so they all get a different perspective on dad. Um, He works 14-hour shifts, nights. So when he's home, he's sleeping uh, Mm -hmm. during the day a lot. And so they kind of get caught up in that, too, of thinking dad's lazy or dad's not Mm – you know, why doesn't dad do these types of things with us and that, you know, school activities and stuff. I do try to highlight whenever we go and we buy the children certain things or they get, you know, birthday gifts. And it's not like we're trying to shove it down their throats, but just to kind of give them a little idea. You got that because your dad works hard. Right. That's what he does. He provides for our family. And so while you don't see him a lot and he does have to go a lot, he has a real purpose, you know, right. and with the older kids, we talk about, you know, this ongoing war and we talk about the things that are going on because they're older and they can understand that and appreciate, maybe not appreciate it, but they, they get it a little more. And so it's important for me as a mom that my kids understand, yeah, dad would love to be at home with us mm-hmm. for sure. But, you know, we're, we're coming up on a deployment in our house and, they get sad about it and they kind of get down about it. But then we have to remind them like, this is why he's doing this. And it's a temporary thing. It's It's not going to be like that forever at home. Yes. Yes. We have a few years before we retire. So (laughs) like, and I think you get to that point where you want to start counting down the retirement days. I mean, you love the lifestyle, but sometimes it's, it's a lot. Um, so we do try to like, 
remind our kids frequently that he is the provider. Um, says go if you you know if you like to eat, you should probably thank your dad. Yeah. <laughs> but if it tastes good, then you should thank your mom. And yeah, always. Or thank your mom. dad, whoever's cooking. And you know, I even if it that. doesn't taste good, you should probably say thank you. True. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike my kids who are like, this is gross. <laughs> Or the fact that my husband burned beans one time, and it's been like six years, and they still remind them that he burned beans. And they'll never let it down again. My next thing would be, uh, you hear about it a lot, you know, with active duty, military, um, committing suicide a lot, um, spouses committing suicide a lot. And I know recently there was another one with a lady and her son. I think she was pregnant too. But the thing is, is that you tend to lose yourself as a spouse because you're kind of on the back burner of things. Sometimes your husband's squadron or whatever doesn't check up on you. The whole time my husband was deployed one year, never heard anything. Went to the airport to pick him up. And I remember uh, one of his guys was there and they were like, oh, how are you? I'm like, well, you didn't know. I had a breast cancer scare. I had a gallbladder was supposed to come out. We had the flu. You didn't care. So why are you asking me now? I want to ask, how do you feel do you when you lose yourself as a person as a spouse what is something that you can do to kind of gain yourself back if that makes any sense so losing myself is a very hard very hard reality and it's actually the older i get the more i find myself struggling with it just because mm-hmm. i did grow up very independent and i am still a very independent person and I enjoy like having those moments where I can rediscover myself even if it's like snaking a dream like as silly as that sounds like it's just something that I can still connect with um but I have like I've put a lot of myself on the back burner I mean I was going to school and because of the move is now on pause and so I can't finish my career as we were talking earlier staying at home was never my true desire. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that I had that opportunity to like raise my babies when they were babies, but they're not babies anymore. And I'm ready to get back into that, into that field. But his job takes priority. And so it's really hard to like integrate a whole nother working income or lifestyle into Mm -hmm. our family when it's been like this for the entire 15 years we've been married. Trying to find myself comes in different forms. I'm a runner. Like my feet hit the treadmill, my feet hit the ground and everything else disappears in my life. It is about me in that moment. And nothing else. And that's my place where I can challenge myself. I can push myself. I can make it as hard or as easy, just whatever the day depends on for me. That's, I say all the time running is therapy. It is like my free therapist that I can just sit and complain to and she never talks back. So, (laughs) um, just little, little things like that. And like you said too, when, when the spouse is gone, it's nice for me, it's nice because I do appreciate those spans. Like, yes, we miss them. Yes. You know, my whole family will go through this mourning phase, if you will, for like the first couple weeks, especially are hard Mm -hmm. after he leaves. But for me, that's like at least six months or whatever to like dig in. And Find that's, out who you are. Yes, yeah. yes. And you can like rediscover yourself in those little moments like that. Uh, the big one for me too that I didn't realize, well, I guess I knew that I was always going to have a problem with that, 
So whenever I hear that and they dress me as like his personal, I don't know, I, I'm sure I take it way out of context. My problem is though, is that you are grown. So if you don't remember my first name, call me Mrs. You know, call me whoever, but don't like, I don't know. It just really, it really not part of his identity. Right. You're your own person. Right. And I, I and I love and appreciate that I'm married to him and that we do share that same last name. And we've been together since we were 12 and 13. So for 21 years now we've been together. I get that. And I love him dearly, but I am my own person. I don't want to be somebody's wife. Don't address me like that. Ask me what my name is. Ask me like, let's go there. That's been a very hard thing, and because I have no filter, I tend to like really bite into my That's tongue. That's why we sometimes. get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have filters. So I I try not to be rude, especially when it's like his leadership or somebody who's like, oh, you know, because you don't want to come across as like that person. But I'm like, oh, I have a name. Like, just ask me what my name is, because I want to be my own person. I don't want to be some little. And I think too the stigma of being a stay at home mom. Like sometimes that just like people, oh, you just sit around and you do nothing. Yeah, like, please. That must be so wonderful. Oh, gosh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, good Lord. I mean, the things that you do, like I always thought like, I'm never going to drive a minivan. I ain't never going to be a stay-at-home right. mom. Forget them. I don't need bonbons in your life. Well, let me tell you something. I don't think I've ever had a bonbon or even had time to eat any lunch. No. Between the errands and the cleaning the house and yeah. getting the kids for school, whatever we're doing at school. It is, mm. and, and not only that, but my husband leaves me like a to-do list of what he needs from the from the grocery store or something, and you're like, oh, I gotta get this because if we don't have coffee tomorrow, he's gonna get really uh, angry. Not not hangry, but like coffee, coffee angry. angry. Yeah, like he needs the coffee <laughs> to keep him awake because sometimes my husband goes in at four o'clock in the morning, or sometimes he goes in at eight. It is a change, and you have to mold your life according to what they're going through right then and there. So my husband was in Korea for a whole year. It was hard because I didn't have him there to help with the kids. And I was jealous of him a lot because he got to just go out and hang out with his friends on the weekends or go eat when he wanted to. And I was at home with two kids living at my parents' house because I wanted to save money as much as we could. Because let's be honest, military is like, you can make more money working at McDonald's sometimes, you know. And that's why when people go to deployments and they go they want the extra hazard pay because (laughs) it's extra money right let's be honest i mean the average military person makes no money you know and i think that's missed people miss that a lot people miss that a lot and they think but if i was to go to work and my kids have to have after school care because i can't find a job that goes within their school time i have to pay for daycare which means we're even out more money and i know that's a world problem all around you know what I mean? That is a problem all around. Yes. But remember, we don't live near family. We don't have our family there to help us. We can't call. And every time we move, you have to meet new friends. So you don't trust everybody at first. Right. So you can't say, hey, so-and-so, can you watch my kids so I can go to work or so I can have a date night with my husband? Right. I mean, no, we correlate our date nights or day dates when he's off of work and the kids are in school when he gets special days off. Well, and that's the hard thing, too, is finding somebody that you trust yeah. to watch your kids when you're in a space for such a short, short time. Yes, yeah, short term, because it's you, you've barely gotten your feet wet, if you will, yeah. in the place that you're at, let alone try to find somebody that you truly feel like can 
yeah. bond with their kids and stuff. Honestly. Exactly. Yeah, so, and then you not only have to trust that person, you have to trust their spouse yes. as well and their children. So much harder. And then you have to follow the rules in England, and you have to follow the American rules because you are military. Yes. American. Right. So you follow both of these rules, and I mean, life is not easy, man. I see why spouses get and active duty get in these depressions because, let's be honest. You you come out and say, oh, we're here for our troops and our airmen. Excuse my friend, I call bullshit. Right. Bullshit. Right. Because I see with my own eyes people struggling. Yep. And just suck it up. That's what they hear. Well, just suck it up. So you were talking about your husband being in Korea. Mine also was in Korea for mm-hmm. an entire year. Um, he's only been home for about a year and a half, and we're facing another deployment. We're the same. And so yeah. it's. But the whole time. He was in Korea. While he didn't necessarily belong to the base that we just came from, we were there for mm-hmm. six years. His people knew me. Mm-hmm. We made contact lots of times before he left. Mm-hmm. And while I got the whole, if you need something, let me yeah. know kind of thing. Um, crickets. Nobody, yeah. It's crickets. Like, I'm, I'm not somebody who, to be fair, I'm not somebody who would reach out for help anyhow. I'm, I, when it comes to petty things, I'm not either. Right. I try to figure it out. I try yeah. to do it myself. But a simple little, how I, I don't even need to hear your voice. You know, mm-hmm. shoot me an email. Hey, yeah. how are things going? There's some bad communication problems, really bad communication problems when it comes to that. Because when he was deployed and stuff, that's the reason why I did move home. Because I was so sick from my anemia that I needed a support system that I knew my right. parents would be there to help me with the kids if I had those days where I couldn't get out of bed. Right. And no, it wasn't depression. It was I physically you were could not get out right. of bed. And the military doctors were not helping me. I had to pay out of pocket for my own medical to get help. So, yes, I do believe the system is broken. I do believe that uh, they say we're here for our airmen, we're here for our troops, you know, our soldiers, blah, blah, blah. But I think that maybe a few are, and I think my husband's one of them. That really reaches out to people when they're in need. Right. But there is a lacking above him and there's a lacking below, below him and to the sure. side of him. For sure. Because I tell you what, it's sad. It's really sad. And my dad swears to this day and my husband says that yes. it is a different military now. Everybody's for themselves. Everybody's no, for themselves. I've noticed that. I feel like a majority of people are all about for themselves. They can say the words. They can say, hey, if you need help, let me know. But... When it comes to, like, if you need somebody to truly act on that. And, you know, we've discussed this lots of times, you and I. We're both very strong, Mm -hmm. very independent independent women. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes for us and women that are like us, maybe this category is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But if you weren't very strong, if you really struggled with being alone, if you really struggled and had the difficulties of, you know, you, you need people in your life, if you don't have that mm-hmm. constant communication or any kind of a communication, anybody reaching out to you, that's going to be really hard, hard yeah. mentally on you. Um, and especially when you've just moved to a new place. And mix some kids in there. You got kids and you got yes. all these things, these stressors. Um, I remember when my husband deployed one time when we were in Illinois. And I remember the key spouse who was retired military. So he knew what he should be doing. I had messaged him. I said, I haven't heard from the key spouse. Like, I haven't heard anything. My husband's been gone for three months already. He replied to my email and said, what do you need me to mow your grass or something? First of all, I replied, 
you don't know me because I mow the grass. My husband doesn't have to mow the grass. My husband doesn't have to do anything in the home. I do everything. Right. He pays the bills. He goes to school. And eventually it'll be my time to go to school right. and get my life, you know. I, I, exactly. And that's what I'm trying to do now. I just signed up for school, but, um, I am the person that keeps the household secure and stable. And that way he can come and go as he needs to for work or school point blank. Right. I am the stable one for my kids. I am the one that the teachers only know my face. Right. The, you know, they only know my face. Same. So. And I have a kiddo that's on an IEP, so whenever we go in for IEP meetings and stuff, I'm always like, oh, you know, if you just want to look over the paperwork before you sign it and, you know, have a talk with your husband, and I'm like, um, no. Yeah. Like, I relay the information that yeah, happens. Yeah, I do too. But my husband doesn't get involved yeah. there because it's so hit or miss right. on whether he can make the appointments or not. So right. I don't schedule things around him. But it's around and you. And so it's really funny, too, because we'll go to have things on a calendar, and he'll say oh, do we have something going on this day because it's not on the calendar? And I say, you're on a need-to-know basis, baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if I know you're not going to be able to take part and I know you're not going to be there, then I don't need to let you know about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I take care of it, and then I let you know and fine, and, and, you know, how we attack parenting, if you will. But I think the, the struggle is hard because – the struggle is hard because my husband sometimes – doesn't it seems like he never remembers anything I tell him about myself or the kids so they'll have a very important doctor's appointment and your husband will come home like oh work 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 blah 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 and you're like wait hold up like your daughter had a ct scan or your daughter had a doctor's appointment or I had my mammogram and ultrasound or I did like yesterday I had genetic testing done and you didn't even ask me right so you can't always hold them to fault for that because they have so much going on at work and school and whatever but that is another reason why you can lose who you are. You right. feel like nobody is listening or you have nobody supporting you. So being a military spouse, you have to be very strong. You can't be very needy because they can't give you what you want it's gonna 99% eat you alive. of the time. It's going to eat you alive. It is. But you hope and you pray that this marriage works out for even longer than the military yeah. so you can get to know the real person that you've been married with yeah. so long. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Like my husband swears he's going to be a stay-at-home dad, but the kids are going to be in, like, middle school and stuff, so what are you going to do, boo, you know? You're going to be his sugar mama. That's what he's got planned out. Well, that with that being said, you know, said, I have signed up for applications for two schoolings. No, it's nothing that I wanted to do with my life because I really want to do interior decorating, or my biggest huge thing was phlebotomy and x-ray tech. I love those things. But if I could be a dental assistant or a vet assistant because the military paid for me to go, I'll do it. Right. Because I know that every base has a dental assistant and a vet assistant just right. about most most bases most. have. And if you have that certificate saying you got it through that school and the military, double check. Right. Sign me up. And then it can open outlets for whatever else it opens. So good luck to me. We'll see. You're going to be great. <laughs> whatever one they choose me for Time. if they do choose me right because i'm older no and my, i even put in there my husband retires in four years and they're probably like save ah, our money we'll only get four years out of it whatever. so now go to the next one yeah. either way i mean life as a military spouse is hard and if you need help and you feel depressed mm-hmm. or you feel like you can't continue life please reach out i will give you my personal email address if you need someone to talk to or my Facebook name or my Twitter name or all these things out. You can reach out to anybody. And I 
am overseas, but I can call to the States at any time for free, I will reach out to you and I will be there for you. And I'm sure Stephanie's going to And we do care. Like, that's yeah. that's the biggest thing. We care, especially when you're new to this game. We call it the yeah. game at my house. We're new to the game. We say that too. Play the game, bro. Play the game. <laughs> Got to play the game to get ahead. Yes, yes, get what you want. So when you're new to it, though, and you're not it's hard. 100% sure of what life has in store for you, mm-hmm. reach out. Reach yeah. out, reach out. And I don't know. Like, I struggled with that a lot up until about three months ago. I had no friends. We've been here for a year. Me too. And then I found each and other. And now we have each other. <sighs> so it's amazing. Um, uh, you have to get out of your comfort zone, though. And yeah. Work. Oh, well, right? that's like, why that's I did that thing. podcast. Yes. I said, how do you meet friends in your mid-30s? Even though Stephanie's not in her mid-30s. It's cool, though. I no, mean, whatever. I could be her mom <laughs> if I wanted to. Whatever. Maybe her older, older sister. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. You got it. Even if, and I say this and take this the kindest way. Even if you need friends to occupy your time, they may not be somebody you tell your deepest, darkest secrets to, right. may not be your best friend. You need people to help fill that time and yes. someone to laugh with. I call my house Vegas when Stephanie's here because whatever is said stays. Right. So you need those kind of friends. I mean, we have friends of all different types, all different ranks, yes. all different colors, all different everything. Yes. You know what I mean? So but open- sometimes you find that one person. Yeah. That you know that you can like really open up to, and yeah. that's the person that you hold on to in life, whether it's through Facebook in the future, yeah. whether it's through whatever. You, I, you've got to find your people. You've got right. to find your. But circle. I also think that our husbands would get along. I do too. Well. I totally agree. With I that. really do, only because that we are talkers and they are not, <laughs> and I think that they would enjoy the fact that they're not alone. Right. In this situation, right. as far as my wife, don't shut the hell up. <laughs> I told my husband that when your husband said that, and he was like, yeah. (laughs) Our husbands have have not met, and that is the world of the military. You will have lots of friends, and your spouses will never meet because there's no time. Yeah, they work different schedules. They have other things going on. And we're stationed at a different base than you That's true. So That makes a difference, too. Yeah. Just down the road. Yeah, just down the road. Just down the road. But we are neighbors, so that's even better. It does help. But anyways, until next time, if you honestly, if you need help or if you're feeling depressed or anxious or suicidal or anything like that, being a spouse is very hard. I will not say suck it up to you because that is not what I believe. Reach out to somebody. Don't feel ashamed. And like I said, you can reach out to me and I will be there for you as much as I can being in a different country. Or if you're in England, look me up and I will have coffee with you at Coasted Coffee or Starbucks, or somewhere. We're always looking for coffee friends. Yeah. Until next time, thanks for listening to Status Random with Sean and today with Stephanie as well.